Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joseph, and you are joining me and JC Movement with our weekly podcast called The Journey. The Journey is developed for modern-day people who may not ever make it inside the church walls or the temples, but for some reason want a deeper understanding or are curious about the teachings and the wisdoms wisdom of God. And I'm just here to break it down so it is understandable for you to take in and to um, just get it. If you have any questions, you can definitely submit them at jcmovement.org. And I'll be glad to check out your questions. Please share and like this podcast and delve into our topic today as we go into the journey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you again um, for joining another podcast with us on the journey with the JC Movement. Um, today's topic uh, is a little bit, uh, a little bit something that probably you don't hear people talk too much about, especially when we're kind of talking about being positive, love, Jesus, relationships, and God. Um, but it's one of the real deal things that happen on the journey of lives is us dealing with sets and relationships. It's probably an interesting conversation, and hopefully you guys can take some nuggets from it. But today's topic, we are either dealing with sets and relationships or sets-driven relationships. And this is something that probably many people encounter um, in their lives on a day-to-day basis is dealing with some sexual feelings and relationships that um, come from a sex-driven focus. Um, Today, where we're coming from with the scripture point of it, we're going to come from 1 Corinthians, verse 7 and 9, um, where this is Paul, who's talking to the Church of Corinth, of course, in some letters that they've submitted, um, talking about how to hang in there, how to stay in the walk when they're trying to build up the the Church of Corinth and dealing with the sexual lust and different things that are going on. So in this particular scripture, Paul says, but if you cannot control yourselves, go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. Now, if you are a deep scholar, whatever the case is, you can go back and read and you can understand that Paul was basically really telling the people not to get married at all and to focus their time and their attention on doing what Jesus Christ was has called us to do, to help people, to help the world. Because he was saying, you know, sometimes when you get caught up in relationships or in a marriage, it can take your focus off of your purpose or your goals, which is really true. Um, even in today's society, because you have to focus on another human being. You have to focus on your family and trying to build that. And that sometimes can pull you away from your goals or your purpose, because um, you have to now put your attention on different things instead of the main focus that you may really want to focus on. So Paul says, if you're with another person and you guys are just burning with lust, then go ahead and marry. And this is what, during the Bible times, 
um, that's what they did. You know, a lot of people, you don't even really find here more, much scriptures about lust or sex at all, other than they tell you you should be married to do it. Um, but the history about it is, is when an individual during this time was birthed into the earth or their family, they were given a husband or a wife. And that was their uh, mate that they were married when they got it to the correct age. Um, even the scripture about Joseph and Mary, Mary, I believe was 14. Joseph was a grown man, but that was his wife during that time period. Um, and with that being said, if you caught the eye of someone else and you went and had relations with them, then you were taking something that did not belong to you, which was now adultery because that woman or that man belonged to somebody else. So if you lay down or had relations with them, that's adultery because your husband or your wife was already given to you and now you're taking someone else. And that's how it falls into the quote unquote idea of sin because you are taking something that does not belong to you. So <clears throat> during this time period, of course, arranged marriages were not happening or were not uh, going on as, as uh, like they were. So if you are burning with desire for someone, then go ahead and marry them because you should definitely have a partner and not just be out here sowing your oats to every, <laughs> everyone and everything that is walking by. So a key thing I want to look at before we dive into this is actually what is lust? Uh, because that's really what we burn with when we make connections with people, whether it's a relationship, whatever it is, we have some type of desire. And um, the definition of lust is, lust is a very strong sexual desire slash appetite. That's what lust is. So when I'm or you or whoever is looking at someone, there's this desire that comes out of us to say, oh, wow, we may can make this work. <laughs> we may make, be able to make this, you know, do the whole shebang or whatever the case is, because that desire immediately ar arouses you or comes over you and you now have the appetite for it. The definition of appetite is a natural desire to satisfy a body, a body, a body need. That's what the word appetite is. So when you take it in the substance or the, the mind state of when you're thinking about when you're hungry, you're like, man, I really have an appetite. It's because you are hungry and that's how we have viewed it. But when you take it into the word appetite into sense, it's like, man, my body has a need that I really want to make happen or whatever the case is. So that's when we fall into sense. So why do we have sense? Some things that we found is why do we have sets? We, the physical reasons why we have sets is for one, pleasure. It's a stress relief. You can use it for exercise, sexual curiosity, or the attraction to another person. Those are some of the reasons that we researched and we found out this is why we have um, sets. Physical reasons is because it's pleasurable. Um... It's a stress relief. You can exercise. And you have sexual curiosity 
or you're just attracted to another person. All right. So with that being said, when you interact or when you meet a person, this is what me and one of my friends were talking about the other day. When you meet a person, whether it be the same sets, the opposite sets, whatever your um, whatever your lane is that you play in or that you go by, um, when you meet that person, you automatically have some type of interest in them. Whether it's like, wow, you have a nice smile, or you are funny, or you are this, or you are that. There's something about that person that catches your attention. Now, it's up to you to decide, what am I going to do with this person? Is this something that I want to put into a relationship? Is this something I want to put into a friendship? And the key thing about the word relationship and friendship is the word ship. And a ship means it's only carrying you to point A to point B. So if we're in relations, that means we have something in common. We want to connect on a different place, whether it's marriage or whatever the case is. If we're a friend, we're connecting on a friend to get from point A to point B together. Where our minds get cloggy is, is when we connect with people and we immediately go to sets. We immediately fall into the category of, wow, I want to please my X, Y, and Z desires with this person. And now I'm lost in the midst of even seeing or knowing who this person could actually be. Because I am trying to please a desire inside of me. So that's why you have certain people who jump into relationships or sexual intercourse with a person and they have kids and then that relationship doesn't work out because after you are kind of have sex or blinded by sex, you then start to wake up to the realization of who the person is. And this is actually the part where you kind of should have figured it out before you had sex, who the person is. So you will actually know who you were getting entangled or involved with from the jump of the situation. But that requires you to have a strong um, self-control. You have to have a strong self-control in your desires and in your sexual um, appetite. Not too long ago, I was listening to something from the pastor, Michael Todd, And he was talking about, I think he's on this whole sermon preached now where he's talking about um, sets or whatever the case is. Um, And he's talking, one particular snippet that I saw is that he was talking about how sets is the glue to a relationship, a romantic relationship. It's what makes you and the individual come together and stick. I've heard growing up that, you know, it was a gift. Sex is a gift to a husband and a wife. And it really is a gift because if you've had sex or whatever the case is because of the pleasure that you really get out of it. But and the interesting thing about it is that if you wanted to, you could have sex with anybody. Anybody. It's really not the thing that you should kind of magnify 
because you can have sex with almost anybody if you wanted to do that with them. The biggest concern or the biggest problem is actually finding a person who you're able to connect with on a mental basis. Someone who you're able to talk to, someone you're able to understand, someone who's able to understand you, someone you're able to hear their plans for the future, someone who is able to have goals going for themselves. Those are the type of things that when you connect with someone in a relationship that you want to look at. But sometimes when we are blinded by the sex part of it, we now get stuck with the sex or the intercourse And now we're in this process of trying to figure out who this person is, waking up to seeing like, oh, you like this, or this is how you work, or this is how you handle situations and all of this. And now you try to backtrack out of the relationship. And when you backtrack out of the relationship, you're kind of now stuck in it because you have been kind of glued or connected to the point of sets. And when you start to have sex, that's when more of your feelings and more of your chemicals that are now released inside of your brain and the dopamine and different things of that nature start triggering going off. So it's really hard now for you to leave that person or leave that situation because of the sexual intercourse that is happening um, with that person. So... When it comes to this thing of a relationship, I feel that in today's time of society, we have a lot of individuals, I have to use my words carefully, um, that will see somebody and will say, oh, this person is very attractive. After we have jumped into the attraction, because, you know, we live in a Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat world where pictures are what rule the world and we'll jump into it. We'll ask. uh, We may ask a couple of questions or we may just look at them and idolize the picture and everything they have going, whether it's their body, whether it's their smile, whether it's this fake luxury um, lifestyle that they live on social media. And that's kind of what we fall into or the trap or trick that we go into of being mesmerized by a person. And then after we go into that, especially for um, a, one of the, uh, especially for women, I'll just say that, but you know what, it's just, it, men are the same way as well. Um, you'll go into planning your whole life out with this individual or this person and you never got the chance to really know them. And when you look at them, if you are always driven by the fact that, oh, wow, I am having these desires for you sexually, you'll miss understanding who the person is and could you actually could you and the individual actually work and be something that's successful because it takes a lot when it comes to relationships can the person communicate effectively can the person actually especially if you are a person who's an overthinker can they actually use correct communication skills to make sure that you are never left out in the dark. How will they treat you when they're upset? How are they around kids? Do they even want kids? Are you okay with not having kids? 
what is your idea about marriage? What is your idea about X and Y and Z? What is your idea about working? What are the goals that you have going for yourself? And then not only just to talk about it, but you now have to experience them in the different seasons of their life. How do they operate in spring? How do they operate in fall? How do they operate in winter? How do they operate in summer? How do they operate when tough things arise and happen in their life? And this is one reason why in the olden days, it was practiced that you should court people. And you should court people to figure out and understand who they are before deciding to say, I want to lay down and have sex with you. Because once I am getting to know you and understand you, I can automatically have sex with you if I wanted to, because sex is just that. It's nothing but us having intercourse together. But let me grow mentally with you so I can really understand who you are with whatever these burning desires may be inside of me. So as we wrap this little short topic or subject to an end, that's really what we get from our sex-driven relationships. It's the journey, it's the drive of meeting a person and having a lust after them instead of just understanding who the individual is. And that, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's hard to flip that. It's hard for you to be a person where you are not, you have to have strong self-control. Strong self-control. Especially in today's world um, and society, you have to be able to tell yourself, no, I'm not doing this and we're not doing that. Because nine times out of 10, after you have really done something sexually with a person, after you, they've given you the candy or you get taken the candy, you don't really want to find a need to get to know them anymore. Then you're on to the next. You're on to something else that now has intrigued you or caught your attention because the only thing that was there was just sex. And it was never you actually understanding or getting to know the person and who they were to have a successful, long-lasting relationship. It takes a lot to make a relationship work. It takes a lot meeting the right person and, and understanding each other and compromising with one, with one another if it's actually something that you want to do. It's a real deal partnership. You have to find someone too. Are you going to be able to focus on your goals? Or is this a person who's very needy? There's a lot goes into it. And I really hope from this lesson that it starts to get more dialogue. That you guys, when you are on your journey for relationship or meeting needs or whatever the case is, that you start asking yourself these questions and checking yourself to say, let me not be so sexually driven at first. And let me actually figure out who is this person that has caught my eye or caught my attention. And let me dig a little bit deeper inside of them. So maybe something can spark. Maybe something can develop. Um, of course, before we leave, let's always say our um, our little lasting talk and speech. Wherever you are, it doesn't have to be that deep. Just take a moment and just say, thank you, God. Come into our hearts. Help us to turn away from all our wrongs and be all you have called us to be and do in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me today on the journey as we, we're dealing with sense and relationships. I hope you guys are having 
Have an awesome and great week. Please share this podcast. Go to jcmovement.org. Give us your feedback about it. Give us some more topics that you may want to discuss or you may want to talk about. Um, super grateful for you all. Please support all of um, our, our programs that we have going on, our events we have going on. And you can find all that information on jcmovement.org. Hope you guys have an awesome and great day. And always remember that your purpose, man, it is so much bigger than us. Thank you.